bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people... Up, nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Hey, want to remind you, never miss a show. You can stream us on multiple platforms, the Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube Live. Just put in 101.7 The Truth Live, and then I'll pop up. Or you can just type in Truth in the Afternoon Live, and I'll be like, boop, and here I am. You won't get the boop, but you get it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Now, before I get to my top five at five, I want to go back to what we were going to discuss um, regarding the question that was asked. I could never say asked, like asked or asked, like A-S-T instead of A-S-K-E-D. I've never quite mastered the ask versus because I keep making an ask of myself. <laughs> so, but um, but there there was a there there was a question that was asked, and I can't find where the question was. Let me see. Nope, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Anyway, somebody asked me a question. About um, and they said they had asked Tory Lowe the same question about whether or not uh, what would happen if black people didn't vote in 2022, 2024, 2029, one of those years. And so I went back to the key facts about black eligible voters in 2022. Now it's 2023. And this was this was this was projected for November 2022. Right. So the number of black eligible voters in the U.S. has grown at a modest pace in recent years is projected to reach 32.7 million last November. At the same time, eligible black voters stand out for their relatively high voter turnout rates, 51 percent in 2018, 
higher than the turnout rates for Latino and Asian eligible voters in the same year, which was 40 percent. Black voters could play an important role in determining the outcome of key 2022 midterm races in the United States, which they did. Notably in Georgia, um, in August of 2022, Pew Research Center survey, 70% of black registered voters said they would vote for or were leaning to the Democratic U.S. House candidate in their district in the coming election. I think that's unfortunate because you should have an open mind. But if you hear, but what I don't hear is what, how the question was worded. So if you word the question, it can make people do either way. But Pew is really good at it. So I would say this is a very accurate portrayal of black voters, right? 70%. Another 24% were either unsure or said they would back another candidate. Just 6% of black registered voters said they would back the Republican candidate in the race in, to represent their district in the House of Representatives. And so it goes on and on and on. But what it shows is Hispanic voters, eligible voter population in 2022, November, was estimated to be 34,550,000. So the change between 2018 and 2022, those four years, was a 16% increase. Now, what needs to be taken into account for eligible voters are the people that have come in, immigrants, things of that nature, who then became eligible to vote over time. Blacks, 32,700,000. Our change was only 2% at 750,000. Asian was 13,350,000. Eligible voters in 2022, their change was uh, 1.01 million, which is a 9% increase. So overall, there were about 241,300 minority voters by race and ethnicity, minority voters. And between 2018 and 2022, there was a 3% increase overall. What What does that tell us? That would tell us that if black voters literally said that they would not vote, that would give us, out of the total eligible voters in that population, uh, let me let me do it like this. Oops. Got to do that again. Divided by, we're about 13.5%, which is what I expected. Black people are about 13.5% of the population. If all black people decided, this is my answer, that they didn't want to vote, that 13% is going to affect who wins. With the increases and the decreases in voting Republican versus Democrat, that would ensure that in those districts where there was balance or close to, you know, probably 60-40, the other, the other candidate would win. Right? That's why I think it's important that black people don't lean to one side. 
because we're taken for granted, I think, by both. Well, I guess you can't be taken for granted for what you're not. So um, I think the Democratic Party takes significant advantage of us. And it's important that we remember that you vote. Don't let anybody tell you you have to vote Democrat. You have to vote Republican. You have to vote independent. You got to vote for this person because they're black. Whatever you decide to vote should be your decision, your private decision. Watch this. I don't care if you're married or not. If your, if your spouse say, hey, who you vote for? Tell them none of your business. My business. That's the last thing in America that's sacred. Your vote. And to hear people, and, and, and people say, you don't like the Democratic Party? Okay, not liking the Democratic Party doesn't make you Republican. I don't like the Democratic Party because of the way they've treated black people my entire life, and we have nothing to show for it. And the only answer I get is, well, what have the Republicans done? Why don't you stick to the point of Democrats not doing anything? See, nobody wants to do that. Now we have the mayor. He's up for reelection. Is anybody going to ask him, what have you done for us? What have you done? Taxing me 2% is not doing something. I'm sorry. And I'm not against them winning again. I'm just saying, what have you done? What are we going? I asked the question, what will the city look like at the end of your term? And I did not, I don't recall getting an answer. I may have to go back and listen to the interview. What does, what does this city look like at the end of your term? Because right now it looks like overtaxed, too much crime, and not enough care being put into the city neighborhoods. The dilapidated rundown houses, all that. And I'm not blaming the mayor for it. I'm blaming leadership. Aldermen and women, common council president, and the mayor. Give me a plan. Platitudes and what your budget is for, that's cute. But give me a plan. Just a plan. Stand up, own it, and be done. And you'll win. But somebody told me the other day, oh, he needs four more years so he can. He didn't do nothing for two years. Why would I give you four more years when you can't show me what you've done for me in the last two? Because for me, I would have acted like those are the only two years I'm going to get. So I'm getting everything done that I want to get done. And I'm doing everything. I'm not going to be nice and kiss people's rings and usher in the business and be nice. I need the citizens who vote for me because I'm going to tell you, most of them people downtown that work on all them towers, they don't live in Milwaukee. Some of the employees do, but they're, they're C-suite. Many of them don't live in Milwaukee. They ain't voting for you. And so I think it's important that we remember that. If black people don't vote nationally, I think it'll have a significant effect on the outcome of an election. Locally, it would have a significant effect because then whoever another group wanted in would get in. That's if you vote along racial lines. 
if you vote for who you believe the best candidate is, it's a toss up. But I don't think anybody's really running against against Mayor Johnson. And that's one of my pet peeves, not not him, but the fact that black Milwaukee, white Milwaukee, Hispanic Milwaukee and Asian Milwaukee and Pacific Islander Milwaukee, Native American Milwaukee keeps putting people in office. And when they don't do anything, they don't vote them out. He's the first black elected mayor. Why do we do that to people? Don't diminish him being mayor. He's the mayor. Number one in the city, the leader. Let's give him his props. So if you decide to do that in, the, in Milwaukee, nationally, I don't think it'll have that big of an issue. In Milwaukee, it's going to have a devastating effect if black people don't vote. Because if you think it was bad now, keep living. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. You know, black-owned businesses. You know, when you start talking and you read something and you're thinking one thing and you read it and... Hmm. It just dawned on me the word is wrong. <laughs> I'm reading it like, what? Because I read it too slow. So, I'm try that again. The black-owned business give back is back. We have, again, teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023. So to sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's blackbusinessgiveback.com. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through Exposure on the truth for official rules. Head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Associated Bank. Member. FDIC. Number five. Well, well, well. Believe it or not, there are 10 most Wisconsin brands and their roots in the state. So so these, these are the top 10. So, I mean, and I think one of them was like the number one, like gas station in the country, maybe, or was it just Wisconsin? Anyway, quick trip. Gas station opened in Eau Claire in 1965. 
by the Hanson and Zietlow families, and now they're pretty much everywhere. Uh, uh, Culver's that started here, Craig and Leah Culver, started the restaurant in 1984 in Sauk City, and now they're all over the place. Harley Davidson. Beer Barons and the New Age of Wisconsin Brewery. Cole's Department Store. Hmm. Menards. Palermo's and Tombstone. I mean, it seems weird, but yeah, they're both here. The Kohler Company, which I never knew. I never knew so much stuff was made in Wisconsin until I moved here. And I started looking and I said, wow, that's a lot. That is a lot of stuff that's made here. A lot of products, a lot of great things. Northwestern Mutual, Milwaukee Tool. So those are those are 10 companies that pretty much every day somebody, at least one of them, uses them. And I think that's actually, you know, pretty darn cool. Number four. Speaking of ranking... Wisconsin universities ranked in the 24 best colleges list. Um, So the national top universities in Wisconsin, uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison had a tie for 35th place. Marquette University had a tie for number 86. University of Wisconsin-La Crosse has a tie for 249th. Concordia University is number 340, I'm sorry, 304, and has a tie. And Edgewood College is tied at 320. Those are the national rankings. Top liberal arts colleges, Lawrence University is tied at 75. Uh, Beloit College tied at 86. St. Norbert College at 93. They're tied with somebody. And Ripon College at 100. In 46. The top regional universities, Midwest in Wisconsin, of course. Number two is Milwaukee School of Engineering. Number 19, Wisconsin Lutheran College is in a tie. UW Eau Claire is in a tie at 21. Northland College at 23 and a tie. And Carthage College at 32 and a tie. But when you look at the Big Ten Academic Alliance, um, At top of that is, of course, Northwestern University. Then um, they're ranked ninth. And see, many of these schools are tied, but some of them are not. So um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, I can't count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. So there are 14 teams in the Big Ten. I always love that. This is a weird, like, anyway. Northwestern, and this is the schools in order. So they're the Big Ten schools, but they're also ranked among all the other schools nationally. So I'm not going to give their national number. I'm going to give their rank order top to bottom in the Big Ten. Northwestern, University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, University of Wisconsin-Madison, Rutgers, Ohio State, Purdue, University of Maryland, College Park, University of Minnesota, Twin Cities, Penn State, 
University Park, Michigan State University, Indiana University, Bloomington, University of Iowa, and University of Nebraska-Lincoln. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, out of the Big Ten schools, UW ranked fairly high. So I want to say three or two? Three, two, number three. Number three. Congratulations to them. Um, I read this story not too long ago. What happened to my story? I read this story not too long ago, and um, thank goodness it's been updated and there's some more information because after months of outcry, there's an investigation that city officials moved to increase oversight of the Milwaukee Housing Authority properties. And so um, a criticism of Milwaukee's Housing Authority mounts in the mayor. And the Common Council are making moves to rein in the agency. On yesterday, the Common Council President Jose Perez, Mayor Cavalier Johnson, pledged to start by tackling tenants' complaints of health and safety hazards inside Housing Authority buildings. So the Housing Authority of the City of Milwaukee, or HACM, has been under fire in recent months as tenants and community organizers have aired frustrations about management, maintenance, and Record-keeping. Public pressure has been building since March when local nonprofit Common Ground began campaigning for reform and a federal audit into the agency. Both Common Ground and Perez were surprised to learn that federal regulators have been auditing them for years. In two recent reports obtained by the Journal Sentinel last week, this is from JS Online, federal inspectors warned the mayor and HACM leadership about serious financial mishandling inside the agency. In a statement yesterday, Perez called for improved federal and local oversight of HACM. The report presented a damning account of inefficiency, incompetence, and a fundamental lack of accountability, all involving public funds intended to benefit some of our most vulnerable residents. And so hopefully they'll look into that um, and get them uh, on board because it's 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 gonna be a long long winter number two you remember that there was a uh, hidden hidden run on brady street and um a man is now charged in that september 2nd hidden run prosecutors say 30 year old marvin thomas admitted he was driving with a revoked license at the time he should he shouldn't have been driving at all with a suspended license says Latisse Graham, who works on Brady Street. You just put somebody else's life in danger. Hit and run happened at Brady and Warren around 9 p.m. That Saturday, a 30-year-old pedestrian was then hit crossing the street, taken to a hospital with lacerated liver, broken ribs, and a broken wrist. A criminal complaint states that the victim was roughly 30 feet from the crosswalk. And residents are saying that the situation on Brady Street is totally out of control. And I know recently there have been some moves to actually close off Brady Street and make it so that cars can't go up and down the street. And I personally think that that would be a great idea. Number one. Now, this story from CBS 58, we're learning more information about how often neighbors call the police concerning caregivers that were mistreating residents at a group home. 
Uh, so CBS 58 requested police records after cell phone video was shared this past August showing a caregiver assaulting a severely autistic man on the sidewalk. So they submitted a records request to MPD after neighbors told us they'd been concerned with the caregiver's behavior for years and they called the police repeatedly. We dug through the call log and found police responded to the group home 80 times in the past year, 18 of them for reports of battery. The first call for reporting a battery at Helping Hands group home was made June 10th of 2021. Over the next two years, 17 more calls for battery were made according to a police department log, which was secured through an open records request. In late August of this year, a neighbor's cell phone video was shared on social media, and it showed a care worker at a group home hitting a 31-year-old resident named Stephen. In interviews, Stephen's mother told us he's severely autistic and nonverbal. So there was a protest at Helping Hands. The neighbor that filmed the video told us he and several others had called the police dozens of times for many serious issues concerning the caregivers. And on September 2nd, neighbor James Reynolds said it's not right for a person under care of a facility of, of, of a facility to be neglected and abused. And it shows on the MPD call log that they responded to the home December of 2021 for the report of a subject with a gun. Other neighbors alleged caregivers fought in the street. So this, this place seems to be um, out of control. And so my question is who sends funds here and who sends people there? Because yeah, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm not ending up in court, but I, I think it's, I think it's important that we watch over those of us who are unable to watch over themselves. I also want to look up um, who were those 80 squads that went there over the years and ended up doing nothing and nothing written up. And so who follows up with caregivers or a home where you have multiple calls? Because I know that there are some things we can do um, 18 calls for battery. Um, at, at, at some point, that place should have been called a nuisance. And somebody should have called the city attorney. And let's start looking at this place and saying we need to get these people in a place where they're safe at least until we figure out whether or not it's safe there. Or is it just a few workers that are just causing trouble? So hopefully all that stuff will be worked out and we can get to the bottom of it. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Hey, tune into the award-winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday, 10 a.m. for another episode of Diversity and Excellence powered by Area Insurance. I'll be with Fred Johnson, Vice President, Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. Fred and I will be discussing the risk of insurance fraud and the steps you need to take to protect you and your family from becoming victims of fraud. Don't miss Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance this Saturday at 10 a.m. And at 11 o'clock, the debut of the Center for Leadership for African Women's Wellness show is coming. Sherwin Hughes will be joined by representatives from CLAW to discuss their lunch and learn workshops, mental and emotional health, and the importance of having spiritual healing in your life. Again, that's the debut of Center for Leadership of African Women's Wellness show this Saturday, 11 a.m. All of that is right here on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. 833-212-1017 is the number. LT said, I don't like when people say, what, what has the party done for us? When they haven't done anything for themselves, like increasing their education, extra job, train. Well, if you vote for somebody, you have a right to ask. Number one. Number two, they say they're the party for us. So then I ask, what are you doing for us? What have you given us? What have you helped us with? And we get platitudes and then we say everything that they couldn't do, the Republican Party stopped them from doing. Republican Party is not in power. Huh? And every time Democrats have all the power, they don't do nothing for us. So I'm, I'm just, I just, yeah. Got to call the spade a spade. Scott said, Dr. Ken, you in the studio throwing down. Only thing I can say is go, Doc. Okay. And then uh, Spike Lee, after I asked about uh, if all black people decided not to vote, he said he didn't answer it. Okay. His, his prerogative. But then what I would suggest you don't do is then say, hey, well, Tori, Dr. Ken answered it. And he said, because we're two different people and he has his right and his prerogative to answer or not answer a question. So there you go. There you go. But the, 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 the you know, roughly 32.7 million people, 14.2% of, you know, 13.7, it's, we, we ain't a lot of people. We are not a lot of people. And so we we need to understand that when it comes to eligible voters, it's less than the number of people we have in the population, about 331.9 million people in America. And all of them don't vote, so you don't have to worry about that. But I think it's a little disingenuous to tell people if they don't vote, they don't have a right to do something when they pay taxes. Now, it depends on what you pay, right? And what pot that money comes out. But by and large, if you pay any taxes, you, you get to speak up. 
You get to speak your mind. You you get to say what it is you want to say. Just the fact that you live in America, I shouldn't have to vote and I shouldn't have to pay taxes for somebody who's elected to take care of my community. Do something. So when you start going back checking to see whether I voted or whether or not I gave or whether or not, uh-uh. I don't think so. And many times, politicians don't deal with you. Or better yet, you get more Think, think, think of it like this. In terms of public policy, you get more when you have more money and it's less of you. So if I got 10 people that'll give me $1,000 and I got 500 people that'll give me $20, I'm going to deal with the smaller group that gives me more money. I'm just saying. And that's what we do. And that's why public policy is what it is. And that's why decisions we make are what they are. I think it's unfortunate, but what can we do? Republicans are, see, I know the Republicans are in party. They control the legislature, both state and federal. No, they don't. They only, they only control one house federally, and they control, and they control both legislatures here in Wisconsin. But the governor has the final vote, and they can override the governor, and the governor can can partially veto, change words, and do all sorts of things. So they both have power. But federally, I believe one is, I think we have the House and Republicans have the Senate. So I don't really, yeah, they don't, they control both state and federal. No, they don't. Because you got a Democratic president in the Democratic Senate. Now, when you say control, what do you mean by control? When it comes to money, the House controls the money. That's where the Ways and Means Committee is. And they're the ones that control the budget. Now we'll have to see when they come back if they just send them off home with a looming um, breakdown in the federal government that now um, we may have a shutdown. And I mean, essential things still get paid, right? You do understand that. In, in, a, in, a, in a shutdown, they actually have to pay like Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid, and so, you know, those things that keep going, right? But they keep scaring people. Oh, my God, it's terrible. They can't not give you money and not help you sustain your life. So those things keep going. What they, what they don't do is, um, okay, let me, let me stop and do this. Um, I'm going to just sit and type it on the air. Why isn't it? Do, 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 do. Okay, I want to know about today. Really? Uh, so the majority leader is Chuck Schumer, 
who's a Democrat in the U.S. House of Representatives. Well, let me see. Yeah, U.S. Congress. Charles Schumer. Yep. And who's in charge of the U.S. Congress? All right. And who's in charge of the Senate? Because somebody told me, nope, check. And I'm like, huh? Uh, Senate leadership. Okay, so this is weird. This is bizarre. Who put this? This is, oh, yeah, it's a dot gov. <laughs> I should have known. When we come back, I'll, I'm going to look it up. But from the looks of it, um, only 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 one house, one one house, one side of the legislators, Senate and House. One is Democrat, one is Republican. So both of, both federal are not run by Republican legislatures. So, hmm, I don't know what that's about, but I'm going to go look. I'm going to go dig it up and we'll see. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I have a well, <clears throat> let's have a definitive thing. The US House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, is the Speaker of the House. Got it? In the United States Senate, Democratic leader is chairman of the conference, Charles Schumer. Got it? One Democrat, one Republican. So there you go. In the state of Wisconsin, both sides of legislature are Republican, but the governor has extreme veto power to even change words in legislation and make it be what they want it to be. So in that instance, it's kind of a tie. So I'm just saying. 833-212-1017. Is the number. Let me see if it's anything on the talking text line. Two six two seven three. He said, I just passed Goody Gourmet. Hey. Um, let's see. I have an interesting story that I've been trying to get to for days because every time I read it, I went, huh? A black band director at a high school in Birmingham, Alabama was tased. And arrested by police, if he allegedly wouldn't stop his band from playing after the end of a game. According to 
Business Insider, Johnny Mims, the director of the Minor High School Band, was tased and arrested by Birmingham police after he told his musicians to keep playing after the cops told him to stop. On September 14th, Mims and his band were playing at a high school football game between Minor High School and Jackson Olin High School. And after the game, police say they ordered both band directors to end their band's performance so police could clear out the stadium. But Mims failed to comply and his band kept playing, police said in a statement. Police also alleged that Mims refused to put his hands behind his back and push the arresting officer. We are aware, says a statement. Um, from Superintendent Walter Gonsulian in a statement. He said, we are aware of the incident that occurred after the minor and Jackson Olin football game. I'm in the process of gathering all the facts and feel it would be inappropriate to comment further until that process is complete. I urge everyone not to jump to conclusions. According to the school's website, Johnny Mims is a native of Homestead, Florida, has taught for over 10 years, served as the director of orchestra and bands at Midland High Schools in Daytona Beach, Florida, and director of bands at New Smyrna Beach High School in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. He's also an active member of the American Bandmasters Association, Valusia Teaching Organization, Florida Orchestra Association, and was nominated Teacher of the Quarter at New Smyrna Beach High School in 2011-2012. He joined the minor high school band family in fall of 2018. So here's my question, number one. Why do we need to know all that? I don't know. But, One of the things we have to be cognizant of is let's get the whole story, number one. Number two, arresting somebody for the band playing, what did you arrest them for? What, disorderly conduct? What, I'm obstructing? Like, I don't know. Really? Kyle over here talking crazy again. Should have stopped playing when they told him to. But wait a minute. But what did you get arrested for? Disorderly conduct? The music is making people mad. No, no, say it on air. They at, they told him it's time to go, and they said, hey, it's time to leave. And he said, you know, what y'all going to do, arrest me? They said, yeah, please stop, or we're going to arrest you. And he, he once you start talking crazy, like, what you going to do, arrest me? Mm-hmm. But that's what their job is, to arrest you if you're being defiant. I wouldn't call it defiant, but I would say if you're disorderly, but, eh. You know I'm pro I'm pro black. Yes, sir, boss. <laughs> but the police was right. They were black police officers too. Yeah, yeah, I know. <sighs> that poor man. He probably only stood up because it was a black cop. If it wasn't a black cop, he probably would have been like, "Uh oh, he might tase me." Re- really? I don't know. I don't know what was on his mind. Something was on his mind. Something wrong with dude. Police walk up to you, tell you stop. And the people are mill. You know, people mill around at the game and want to run off at the mouth and talk. And the music's going. I want to watch the band. Well, no, you can't do that. <laughs> and I think about what the cop probably said after he tased them. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I wonder, can he still play an instrument? I wonder what instrument he plays. Lightning? I don't know. <laughs> You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe Show is coming up next. 
Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you. Throwback Thursday, favorite show. Mine is The Cosby Show. Appreciate you. Thank you, Rhea. Had great guests on from Versity. All is right today. See you on tomorrow. God bless. Take care. I'm out. <laughs>